Welcome back to the conversation about meal planning and prep. And if you haven't listened to my previous episode on my meal planning and prep system, a six-step system, then go ahead and listen to that first and then come meet me back right here because this builds upon it and I don't want you to miss that foundational piece. I'm going to give you five different ways to simplify cooking itself, make it a million times easier. And the second thing I'm going to give you is six common pitfalls that I see big mistakes myself I've made over and over again and I see women making time and time again that really get us stuck in this process so that you can just bust through all those roadblocks right away and really set yourself up for success in both the way that you're approaching this your strategy itself and also your mindset going into it we are going to free up so 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 much of your time and energy you won't even be able to believe it and we are going to take a huge load off of your shoulders with this system and in all of these ways to simplify getting healthy food on the table for you and your family and to really prioritize your health and fitness goals in this way and just make it easier in the busyness and craziness of your life. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform, with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way, and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and He started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. All right, so now I'm gonna give you five tips to help you simplify cooking itself. These are kind of keys to this process to keep it simple because this whole system is simple. It's meant to be simple, but we can get really bogged down in the weeds if we fall into some pitfalls and overcomplicate it. So I'm gonna help you to make sure that you have permission to keep it simple. So number one is shortcuts. So this could either be, like I said, the automating and the delegating process, the online ordering, the, it could be something as simple as pre-chopped veggies. Give yourself permission to go with the broccoli that's pre-cut. Seriously, no shame in that. I literally had this debate with myself in my head the other day at the grocery. Super simple, saves me a few minutes of chopping. And also sometimes it's like this mental load of, oh, I gotta go and pull out the broccoli. I've gotta chop it all. It's really not that hard, but we make it out to be something in our head. And so the more barriers we can reduce for ourselves, the better. So pre-chopped veggies can be way, way easier, especially if you your recipe is like small, it's requiring diced veggies. I have this amazing veggie chopper that has all these different kinds of sizes of little inserts you can add and it can, you just put like pieces of your veggie in there and then you press this lever down. So I hate chopping onions, dicing things into little small pieces. I will always hand that off to my husband if he's home. He's not home with me for this whole period of time. So like that's something that I rely on a lot. It's way simpler for me to use that veggie chopper. It takes two seconds to get a whole bunch of diced veggies versus, you know, taking a long time for me to chop it into small little pieces. 
And then the other thing is, you know, give yourself permission to not always be cooking completely from scratch. So there's so many good, healthy, fresh food options that are frozen too, for instance. So whether it's frozen vegetables, uh, there's obviously lots of frozen fruits you can throw into smoothies and stuff like that. There's some good frozen meat options, frozen fish. So there's so many things that can be great ways to simplify Number two, and I really hope this is as lightning to your load as it was for me, is that it does not have to be fancy gourmet meals that you're cooking every night. And I fell into so much of this trap of perfectionism and just such high expectations of myself. And I really had this like mom guilt around all these narratives in my mind of, okay, I have to cook all these extravagant gourmet meals for my family. And that is what makes me a good enough wife and mom. And I'm only a good enough wife and mom if and when I'm doing all these things. I mean, it sounds silly now when I am saying it out loud, but I really had this idea in my mind and that's what I was holding myself to. And I felt like I also had to recreate the wheel and literally have new meals for my family every single week. I had a few favorites maybe, but I was like, well, I can't be repeating all the same meals because that means I'm you know, not doing enough or I'm like not good enough for my family or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I really, really was making it so hard on myself. So I was spending hours and hours cooking per day and also hours, hours looking for new recipes all the time. No wonder I was so stressed. And now I literally aim for no more than 15 to 20 minutes of hands-on cooking time per meal. And that is it. I prefer even less. Super simple ingredients, whole clean foods, colorful plates, amazing, delicious, healthy things, but super simple. All right. Number three is to set boundaries for yourself around this. And so kind of building off my last point of, you know, what is really going to make it simpler and easier? And so particularly, I want you to create boundaries around cooking time, the amount of ingredients, the even methods of cooking that you're willing to kind of take on. So really be honest with yourself of, you know, what are you willing to cook? What does your bandwidth realistically look like in this season? You know, are you single parenting or stationed apart from your husband right now and always stressed and frustrated during dinner time while you're slaving away over the stovetop because your kids are pulling on your legs when you're trying to cook and they're crying for you and, or, you know, your baby is just really trying to nurse during that time or, you're having to break up fights and referee between your kids constantly. If that's the case, if that's your life, which I totally get it because that's mine too right now, then you need hands-on methods for cooking. And that is totally okay to prioritize the meals that are hands-off methods. And, and you really just ask yourself, you know, what feels heavy to me? What feels hard? What feels burdensome about cooking or about this whole entire process? And then key in on that because that for you is what is deterring you from doing this or what will deter you from doing it as consistently as you want to and is also what is making this way harder on yourself than it needs to be so that right there is what I want you to take a look at and everyone is going to have a different thing that feels like a burden or that feels hard or that feels too complicated for them and so figure out what that is for you and then set yourself up for success by adjusting in some way, shape, or form to simplify that part of your process. Like I kind of wrote down this note when I was outlining this episode of, you know, be willing to adjust your standards. But then as I thought about that, I was like, I look at this as like, I'm not lowering my standards, but I'm more so tailoring my approach to what will actually set me up for success. And so in some ways, it's almost like higher standards for my meals. It has to meet this specific criteria of only under 15 to 20 minutes of cooking time. Either it's hands off or it's really simple. It doesn't have a lot of ingredients, but it's all very healthy ingredients. So in some ways, it's almost like a higher standard of a type of meal that meets, checks all those blocks but it's lowering my standards for myself of I don't have to do all these things that I was doing before that were very complicated. And that is not the mark of what's good enough now, right? 
And then number four is be honest about your capacity for weeknights in particular. And so this is mostly for the people who like enjoy cooking, who really want to experiment and try those new meals and do more fancy meals. You know, if you really enjoy baking for your family, if you really like cooking from scratch, if that brings you joy, wonderful. And I'm also in the same boat of I enjoy some of these things, but there is a time and place for it. And so if building that the time in to your week to do that is something that is important to you and it's a priority for you if it brings you joy if you enjoy nourishing your family in that way and pouring into them in that way then just know it comes with a trade-off right and so full permission to do this but there's probably just a time and place that makes sense for you in your schedule and usually it's probably going to be the weekend when you can kind of leisurely do this when you can involve your kids when you can teach them how to, how to measure you can let them mix the bowl and make a mess and you know you don't mind taking the time to clean that up when you're not in a rush in any way because you're not time crunched. The measure of being a good mom is not in doing those kinds of meals every single day or at all. You don't have to do anything complicated. You don't have to make fancy gourmet meals. You don't have to cook bread from scratch to be a good mom. I mean, seriously, I had so many of these narratives in my mind and it's a beautiful way to pour into your kids and to love and nourish your kids, but it's not what makes you a good mom. And you're not a bad mom if you don't do those things either really be honest with yourself take a hard look what are those narratives in my mind about these things and what can i adjust to just make more sense for the season of life that i'm in all right the next tip number five here is to really let go of an all or nothing mindset you know i've kind of weaved this throughout but a part of what complicates things for us and actually holds us back from our goals whatever our goals are for consistency or for healthy habits is just this all or nothing mindset because we go into it with this black and white thinking of we feel like we're gonna be a failure if we can't keep up with whatever standards that are often impossible and perfection you know it is in giving you all these steps and hacks and tips and all these kinds of things to simplify and empower you to keep going consistently but you know if we go into it with this all or nothing thinking of you know i've got to get it perfectly i got to do it right i got to do all these things and it may do it well one or two weeks and then fall off the train or have a harder time keeping up with it when life just happens and then it's like well f it i'm just not going to do it at all if i can't do it perfectly I, we fall into that mentality so many times and it sounds ridiculous when i say it out loud right but we do this to ourselves okay, I eat something that's not aligned with my goals. I eat that one cookie or brownie. Oh, F it. I might as well eat three. You know, I might as well like just eat terrible the rest of the day because I'm not keeping on track anyways. And so we, we really, really sabotage ourselves in this way. And, you know, I just want to give you permission. It's okay to fall off the wagon. It's okay to have a hard time you know, being consistent. And when we're starting something new, that's what's going to happen. And so apply this imperfectly. I just want to give you permission to do it messy, do it imperfectly. And that is better than not doing it at all. And so if you fall off the wagon, just start again. It's totally okay. You know, stop standing in your own way because of this mentality. So I just invite you to check that mentality, do a gut check, right? Let it go because it will not serve you here. And anything with your health and fitness, especially, you know, anything you do to advance your health journey is worth doing, even if it's very little things, those tiny steps, those micro shifts and changes that we can make. And maintaining that mindset is what's going to keep propelling you forward because momentum builds upon itself. And the more small steps that you take, the easier it gets to continue to move forward from there. So give yourself a lot more grace and compassion and you don't have to let it derail you completely if you have those hard days or weeks or you you can't quite keep up with it or whatever. And also trying something new can feel overwhelming sometimes because oftentimes we are operating in that pass or fail mentality 
but just really let go of that. It is not helping you move closer to your goals and instead spend that energy that you're you know, stuck thinking about feeling like you failed or like you're not living up to whatever it is and instead direct it towards something productive that does move you closer to where you want to be and who you want to be and what is most important to you and let yourself get a little bit better each day. And that requires a commitment and that also requires, you know, being willing to fail and, and being willing to work through both the successes and the failures and pull away from all or nothing thinking. And that will make it much easier on yourself. You know, you can take all the planning shortcuts and simplifying strategies in the world, but if you are stuck in this all or nothing mindset, you're not going to see success. And my bonus tip here is to involve your kids if, you know, if you can and if you need to bring them into the kitchen, give them a job, baby wear if they just want to be held, you know, sit them in their high chair with a snack or an activity to do, like even something simple they can play with. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on us to entertain them constantly, but just get creative sometimes with things that you can do to help you while you are cooking. And just a bonus uh, tip that I think is really important. This isn't on cooking, but it's on eating itself. Just protect eating around the dinner table to the extent possible for your family. You know, every family is different in your activities you've got in your schedules and things you've got going on in the evenings. But I know that for us, it is an important time where we have prayer before meals. It's a time of screen you know, screen-free time, we really make sure. Um, and it's a time of connection that everyone can really rely on, at least in a, on a fairly consistent basis and look forward to. And that does not mean it's always going to be super peaceful and smooth. I mean, some days are very messy. Some days our kids are going to be super low patient. So they're going to refuse to sit and eat the food that you work so hard on making, which can be frustrating. On Monday, Matthew was trying so hard to climb up onto the table. I mean, he's almost four years old. He was not, he was just not listening. All he wanted to do was climb back up on that table every two seconds. And William was crying for me the entire time, but like we did it anyways. And most nights are much smoother, but it's okay if some nights feel like that. If some nights feel chaotic, just continue reinforcing it's important and that it's a time we're together as a family and that for us is is one of those important parts of our family life and family traditions there it's time of connection where we all share like how our day was and those kinds of things and we do with Matthew too because he is old enough for that but especially you know as our kids get even older and we want to maintain that open communication with them and connection with them the last thing I want to share is some common mistakes that I see so I'm going to go through six common mistakes the first one here is just trying so hard and then getting overwhelmed and giving up or concluding it's not for us. So, you know, it's going to take you some time if you're, depending on where your starting point is, maybe you do some of these things already. Maybe you're like, oh, okay, I see some gaps that I can fill here. I can make this simpler for myself. Or maybe you're kind of starting from scratch with this system. Wherever you are, you know, I think it's easy for us to feel overwhelmed by trying to do it all perfectly right. And then when we can't do it, we either conclude it's too much or it's not for us or whatever, and we give up, but don't let yourself do that. And number two is this limiting belief that some of us might have or might walk into this with of I'm a bad cook. I've never been good at it. I hate cooking. I feel like it's such a drudgery. But I really want to encourage you, it's a skill set that we can grow in. So everyone has a different starting point and background in cooking, of course, and different level of skill set, but it is a learned skill no matter what. We're never born knowing how to cook. We learn it or we may not have received that learning at all from our family have been exposed to cooking, but it's something that we can learn and grow in. And so I just want to encourage you to have a growth mindset there. If you find yourself telling yourself certain things that are actually almost labels that you're believing about yourself, they're limiting beliefs that are holding you back and you can grow. So have that growth mindset and that should give you hope. And I also want to encourage you, confidence comes with competence. And so in any area of our life, when we grow in our capability and we expand our skill set and our mindset, and we also practice and we fail and we try and we experiment, 
confident, right? But we start small, we start simple with that next little step. It's going to get us more confident and feel more empowered and actually make it more fun to also to, to cook and to try new things and to try new meals and to get even faster and more efficient in the kitchen. Like we can always grow in that no matter how good we are. So that's what I encourage you in there. And then the third is sometimes we feel like it all has to look one certain way. Or it's like, okay, I'm either, remember I talked about it's, I'm either not a good enough mom or I'm failing or it's not worth it if I can't do it exactly this way. But if my plate doesn't look beautiful, like all these pictures on the recipes on Pinterest, then I, it's not worth doing at all or I'm just not measuring up. No, let go of all those things. It is worth doing and it doesn't all have to look a certain way. And the whole point of all of this is you get to adapt it to your life and what works for you and your family and your schedules and your bandwidth and your skill set and your tools you have in your kitchen and so many things. It really is meant to fit with your life and that is what makes it sustainable and worth it. Number four is you may feel like, oh, I'm just too busy to plan or to prep. I have no time for that. And sometimes thinking about the upfront cost of time that it takes, it feels so burdensome. It's like, I don't have even time for that. I don't have the luxury to do that. And so we just end up winging it. Like I'll figure it out as I go. Okay. Most often when we believe that something's going to take too much time, our brain is intimidated by how much energy it feels like it's going to take. And we're making it out to be a much greater amount of time than it actually is. But meal prepping and meal planning are actually made for people who are super busy. So I just want to remind you that, right? Like, and look at it instead as this non-negotiable investment upfront that is going to save you dividends of time and energy and money and stress and overwhelm throughout your weeks it will pay you back in all of those areas. It's going to simplify your life so much. It's going to bring so much more peace and calm into your week. And it's going to help with your health and fitness goals. It's going to help with your family's well-being. And nutrition in general impacts so much our energy, our mood, our mental clarity, the way we show up to our families, our focus and our productivity and work, our mental health in general, our hormonal balance, our hormonal health and fertility, our performance and fitness, of course, our body composition. So many things are simply due to our nutrition and so it will not only give us a much smoother week and setting ourselves up for success with our time but it's also going to impact every other part of our life and how we show up for our family and how we feel and so many of those things it's just like this cascading effect and so just like it would be a positive cascade effect you know as we're prioritizing this it's also going to be a negative cascade effect if we don't and so just if you don't already see this as a non-negotiable and truly give yourself permission to prioritize this and if you're like i do not have time then i really encourage you to take a hard look at where you are spending your time and examine your priorities and where they are and see how you can prioritize this because it truly is a foundational fundamental need for us and our families to be able to not just survive the craziness of life, but also to thrive. And so it will have the overflow effect on everything else. What are you willing to shift a little bit if you feel like you don't have time for this? There's something that I'm sure is able to give that's not quite as important or some area that you're getting bogged down or wasting your time that you can actually Actually optimize instead. Last two here, number five is please, please, please don't overcomplicate it. I think so many steps along this way, we can overcomplicate it, whether it's too fancy meals, too many ingredients, cooking for too long, starting too big with this huge life overhaul and too many days of week of trying to cook and we can't keep up and we give up, right? And then the next one is not being efficient in the process or making, not making the process itself enjoyable and fun. And so when we think about meal prep, it could become this huge arduous task that you dread 
okay, well, no wonder you have a hard time sticking with it if you dread it. Make it feel life-giving to you. Nourish your body and your soul. Make it a special time that fills your cup and your family's cup too. Maybe it's listening to a podcast that you love. Maybe it's listening to music that you love, letting yourself be poured into in some way while you're pouring into your health and family in this way. And I know for me, anytime it's like chores around the house that, you know, I don't really enjoy doing too much when I combine it with prayer time, a Bible study, a, a podcast, music, you know, that really lights me up or even just doing it with my kids, like taking a little bit slower, but making it like a fun, engaging teaching time for them too, then that's always that really helps me feel really poured into and for them to feel poured into while this is all happening. And so it's like kind of knocking two birds out with one stone. And at the end of the day, truly let yourself keep it simple. That is my biggest takeaway for you here. And you know, you could take any or all of what I shared with you today, but I recommend that you form a system that's pretty similar to, you know, what I shared here and adapt it to your life, adapt it to the season that you're in, adapt it to what your family's needs are, and you will see success and make sure that you keep it sustainable by keeping your mindset in check. All right. And if you need help with this, that's what I'm here for. That's what coaching is here for. I can hold you accountable. I can help you to figure out time management systems and routines that work for you and your family in this season of your life. I can help you find more balance. So you actually have time to prioritize the things that you want to prioritize. So you feel like so you're actually keeping what's most important first and you're not sacrificing that or that's all falling to the wayside just because you've got so many things on your plate and you're pulled in so many directions. So that is not how God has meant us to live. And he wants us to live intentionally and meaningfully and feel fulfilled in these different areas of our life. And to know that, you know, yes, we can pour into our calling and our family and our priorities and our work and our homes and also feel like, you know, we are able to maintain our own health at the same time because that's what's going to allow us to really show up the best version of ourselves for all of those things that we are called to do. So I hope that this was helpful to you. If this was helpful, I would love to hear from you. So please take just two seconds and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can you know, click Arm to the Heart, just my normal podcast page, um, and then you can scroll down and you'll see exactly the place to leave a review. And that's the best way to thank me for this. It's the only way I can hear from you unless you reach out to me directly by email. And it's also the best way to get this podcast out to more people who really need it in addition to sharing the episode link directly with a friend. And the other thing that I want you to do is I'm going to leave a really quick survey. It's a two question survey. It's a poll. So it's super fast. It's taking everyone. I see the stats on the back end, and it's no more than two minutes on average that it's taking everyone. So please, please, please um, do this for me and just let me know um, a little bit more about you. So this is just two quick questions that are helping me to understand, you know, what is most on your heart so I can keep serving you the best I can through this podcast. And I look forward to hearing from you through that. It's anonymous. So, you know, I don't see your name, but it also gives me a chance to hear if there's any specific podcast episode requests or any topics that are things you're struggling with that you want to hear some tips on, some advice on. So I'm all ears. I am here to serve you and support you. So please go ahead and do that and stay tuned for some exciting announcements on some opportunities and slots that I have for one-on-one coaching calls coming up soon. All right, my friend, I pray that this served you well, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.